Your new album, Cold and Liquid, is quite an expansion on Strange Dreams, which came out back in 2017. How long have you been working on this release, and were there any takeaways from making your last record that stood out to you while working on Cold and Liquid? Yeah, this album's been in the works for ages. <laughs> About four years, I think. It was recorded in November 2018. Recording Strange Dreams, we did that so quickly, and maybe I think like in a, in a week and a half, recorded and mixed and just it's just a super minimal super minimal album really i think i i just wanted to do it quickly because i wanted to i wanted something to take with me to australia when i was touring there and and it's essentially how i played live so it was pretty close to that well since releasing strange dreams i started getting uh, a few soundtrack jobs and and things like that so i um thinking in those terms as well as as well as an album it feels great like i sat on this album for so long uh, for various reasons but one of one of them is is being being solo and being plagued with uh, self-doubt <laughs> along the way so I, yeah I felt sort of up and down about about releasing it but I also felt that I wanted to wait to have a label backing for this so that is also the reason why it's taken so long. But yeah, it, it does feel really great to have created a whole a whole body of work that has pretty much just come out of my uh, brain. <laughs> A standout thing on this record is in the mixing was figuring out how to deal with the violin being a main instrument like the lead instrument as well as is it needing to be a lush sort of atmospheric like string section because normally quite often in, in recordings when you've when you've got strings or multiple string layers they, they really pushed back sort of high and back in the mix for that atmosphere but it was just quite interesting dealing with that deciding when the violin needed to be very forward and present in the mix to when it was pushed back to give some space um, and I think it's really just focusing on this for such a big project has really uh, I, I guess informed me after, after this after this point on working doing my own producing for, for more soundtrack work. Even even just like the, the reverbs that we put on the violin, that was quite a difficult thing to get right. Over the past few years, you've worked on many other musicians' releases and you've done scores and soundtracks, which you can hear throughout this record. Did you have any story that you were wanting to tell with Cold and Liquid? 
and uh, what did you expect it to look like when you first started it back in 2018? I think maybe a few themes sort of connected up along the way but I had an unusual start because I was really sick when I um, when I first thought about making an album and I I lost lost my voice for a really long time uh, with some nerve nerve damage after getting a virus which um, paralyzed one of my vocal cords and so it was a pretty horrific time it, it took about a, a month or so to to be diagnosed with with that and then I just had this just period of time over six months where I was in limbo and I didn't really know what was going to happen uh, but to take my mind off it I was like well I need some some sort of project to, to focus my energy on and, and not feel so uh, lost <laughs> um, so yeah I thought I thought I would make an album and and thinking it would be just an instrumental one that was the beginning of it, and then by the time recording came round, I had got my my voice had come back well enough to sing on it. So I sort of wrote some vocal songs pretty pretty rapidly, and then I guess the other themes along the way. Just thinking about the Strange Dreams album and how that was so minimal, kind of intimate, kind of micro, and I thought I wanted to do the opposite with this one and really expand it out and make it sort of like galactic or cosmic or something <laughs> and make it sort of otherworldly I think. Violin has always been at the centre of your work but this album incorporates a lot more elements and layers. Was there anything you were particularly excited about experimenting with on this release that you hadn't done before? Yeah, it was it was quite quite fun to write some songs with the guitar because I've never really done that before. Uh, but with the other elements, I guess there's it's a lot of sampled sound on this record, so that that's formed a big part of it, like collecting samples and just adding a whole lot more texture and, and depth in that way, that was probably the, one of the most fun <laughs> elements. Christchurch at uh, Ryan Fisherman's home studio. We went for a lot of the samples. We went we went out one on afternoon up to the uh, sign of the Bellbird, and we took a lot of field recordings from there in an afternoon. And that's pretty much all of the natural sounds across the album. So there's just a lot of close mic'd like sticks and flax and grass and. I think like rolled, uh, yeah, rolling a boulder across the ground was was pretty was probably the most effective sound. And then just I don't know, bird song and and playing around with all all that kind of stuff. And also my friend Hamish, who lives in Littleton Port, who was working on uh, a cement carrier at, at the time called the Buffalo, and he he recorded a sample for me in the cargo hold of that ship 
he didn't know I was going to put it on the record, but um, it made it on the record, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the tracks now, starting with Andromeda, the first track on the record. What motivated you to have this as the opening piece? I think both the opening and the and the final track of the album are sort of similar in a way. Like they make great bookends. The feel like is very atmospheric, so it needs something to sort of carry you into the album and hopefully keep you there for the whole time. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I guess that's the reason. It felt like a great a good opener. <laughs> Thank you. 
Only I is one of the singles off of the album, and it also sits at number two on the track list. Was there a reason you picked this out to be the single for Cold and Liquid? We filmed the video for it like about three years ago as well, so that's 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 kind of it was a, a wee while ago too. I can't even remember why we chose this one to film too, but I guess it's the kind of song that sounds quite different to what I've done in the past. I, I keep thinking it feels a little bit like a horror, like a, like a track from a horror film, part of a horror soundtrack that does, you know, obviously doesn't sound that scary, but that's the sort of conceptual things that are happening in my head to this song. And I was quite determined in the mixing to have this idea that I wanted to really split the guitar and the strings, I think almost completely panned left and right which is kind of unusual I guess that's more like a maybe more of a thing in the 70s maybe <laughs> I don't know but yeah maybe adds a little bit to the slightly unsettling kind of feel and I really wanted the bass and the strings to come in really strong i 
Well, this one, I actually wrote for a friend, uh, Sam Ovens down in Dunedin. He was, he was working on an exhibition at the time, which was going to be up in Auckland. He had this idea that he was going to make these record covers, like the artwork for the record covers, which he did, but they were all going to be kind of like fake record covers, but he really wanted music to go with them. And the music would be, I guess, sort of like faux music for the faux covers. And he'd asked me if I would uh, like make a track for it. And he'd, he's just kind of said like, you know, any kind of sound, but he wanted something perhaps like a little bit subversive or something, which is not really what I ended up with, but it, kind of like a murder ballad was what I was going for. is the title track of the record and it sits nicely on the album with a soft start and a slow transition to some of the darker textures that you've incorporated on this record. Where did the inspiration for this track come from? Yeah, I want it to be gritty and have be dynamic. I guess just the contrast between something that's uh, like beautiful or lush or sort of atmospheric and then it needs to have some sort of unsettling or, or gritty, kind of like gnarly element to it as well. And I mean, I could even push it further. Maybe that that's what will happen on the next <laughs> next album. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have a hard time writing lyrics a lot of the time, but I remember when I was writing that song, it's, it kind of came from one of my favorite films which is Return to Oz. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> it's um, it's a it's like it's a kids movie, but it's real. It's a really dark kids movie, 
Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what the the song is based on. <laughs> Inside a glass and gold.
similar to Andromeda at the beginning, they, they really felt like uh, good uh, bookends for the album, but I guess it, to, well, to me it feels like that song is either like a comet that is approaching Earth that is just about to sort of blow it into smithereens. Yeah, it's like a star that's about to explode or something. I have that sort of obliteration sort of thought in my head. <laughs> Thank you. 